Expert wildlife tracker Sue Morse is a lot of things. A Shakespearean scholar. Mentor to conservationists. Award-winning wildlife photographer. A lifelong naturalist. But what she isn't is easy to catch up with. No cell phone, no email, no Skype. Who really has time for all that when there's moose to track and wild habitats to explore? Oh, sorry. I was looking at my phone. I'm Dave Anderson from the Forest Society. And I'm Chris Martin from New Hampshire Audubon. Today on Something Wild... Keeping track with renowned field researcher and citizen scientist trainer Sue Morris. Well, I'm, a, I'm an ecologist, first and foremost, and the tracking for me is, is a tool that I use. So I'm the uh, founder and, and science director for an organization called Keeping Track. We were lucky enough to track Sue down a few weeks back before her busy field season kicks into high gear. Which is right about now, late winter, as Sue leads dozens of programs across New England and beyond teaching people about wildlife tracking and habitat monitoring techniques. We are teaching a, a, a suite of skills that enable our citizen trackers, citizen scientists, if you will, to then actively participate in conservation planning in their communities and in their regions. Sue's Keeping Track program focuses on tracking key species like bobcat, river otter, fisher, and moose. Mammals that are considered to be really important as we think holistically about our wild habitats and all the travel corridors that connect their core habitat areas. And knowing where these wildlife corridors are... Along ridgelines, the edges of wetlands... ...is key to tracking wildlife successfully. In other words, we're not just blindly walking down the trail hoping to see tracks. We're going deliberately to certain places expecting to see tracks. And while a good amount of research and planning goes into Sue's tracking classes, a little luck never hurt either. Because, you know, you don't always win. Uh, the other day I was out with some folks and it was sensory overload out there. there were, I've never seen so many fisher and coyote tracks and, uh, you know, it was just incredible. Uh, and yet, I dare say, if you went out today, there wouldn't be a fresh track out there. <laughs> warmer winters can add to the challenge of tracking forest animals. I would have thought a mild winter, like the one we're having, might entice more animals out of their dens earlier, making it more likely to spot signs of animal activity. Well, that's absolutely true, particularly during late winter peak breeding season for fur-bearing mammals. But warmer temperatures also mean less snow and more melting, and less snow means footprints are harder to trace. But footprints in the snow aren't the only evidence wildlife trackers like Sue keep an eye out for. We track in each of the four seasons because animals are leaving sign all the time. They're communicating with one another, you know, they're seeking mates, and uh, most importantly, they're feeding. So what are they eating and where and what... What evidence of that can we find? At this point, you might be asking yourself, why? Why what? Why is it important to know what bears are eating or that fishers are in their breeding season now? And who are these people who would actually take the time to monitor the comings and goings of moose? According to Sue, her students have historically been middle-aged and older folks. But in recent years, she says there's been a shift. I believe I've seen a change in clients. A greater percentage of them hail from all age groups. And I will say that all people today are especially anxious about the conditions of the planet, feeling a great need to be involved in uh, stewarding the planet. At its heart, this is what the Keeping Track Initiative is all about, training citizens to look and listen to our natural surroundings. To get more people actively involved in data collection. That informs conservation planning. The efforts of wildlife trackers to collect data over time can show trends and changes, not just in wildlife populations, but also changes in New England's woodland habitats themselves. But for Sue, 
These efforts mean far more than just collecting information. Not only am I personally very moved by it and very uh, enamored of the beauty and, and the aesthetics of it all, but increasingly, as I age, I'm realizing that we need to allow wild nature uh, the opportunity to adjust to a changing world and survive. And with a new generation of skilled and engaged citizen scientists, anything is possible. For Something Wild, I'm Chris Martin. And I'm Dave Anderson. Our producer is Emily Quirk. Something Wild is a joint production of New Hampshire Audubon, the Society for the Protection of New Hampshire Forests, and NHPR.